Ladies and gentlemen, attention everyone. Welcome to No Picks After Dark. It's your boy Nick Burke, and you are now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world with Aaron Dante, giving you the hottest interviews with the dopest people, sharing their experiences from your neighborhood all around to the world. Voted Best Baltimore Podcast by you, the listeners. Now, your host, Aaron Dante. Yo, Aaron, talk to him. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a two-part series that's coming out. Part one comes out on Monday, April 5th. Part two comes out April 6th. And we'll be talking about LLS. And this is something very near and dear to my heart. I have a lot of family members who have passed away from cancer. And I think this is very important for the audience, you know, to listen and, you know, just to help out in whatever way we can do. And No Picks Ever Dark podcast is actually going to be doing a fundraiser for next next month and just, you know, raising money for LLS. And um, it's something very, really, really important. Uh, look up Myeloma Link. They're doing a study for that in Baltimore, the trials in Baltimore. So, I mean, it's so much impactful. And I'm really happy that you listeners can come along this journey with me. And part one starts right after these messages. Good evening, good afternoon, and if you're listening to this at nighttime, good night. I hope you're having a beautiful and lovely day. How's everybody doing? Him, hers, there, them, and all in between. I don't care if you identify as a faucet. I hope you're having a beautiful day. Also, welcome to Poetry Month. I hope you had a great month with Women's Month last month, but here, month of April, Poetry Month. And I want to give a huge shout out to one of the nationally ranked, if not the best poet in the nation, Mecca Morphis, coming straight out of Baltimore City. You can find her on Instagram and she is outstanding. Her name is Mecca Morphosis and she is nationally ranked as one of the best poets in the nation, if not even the world, coming straight out of Baltimore City. Put your hands together for that. Also, you know what's coming out of Baltimore? Well, what's coming out of Maryland. The Maryland State Song is being scrapped because... I guess it took some time for them to realize that when they were in their state of mind, they may have thought of or may have not considered certain, but you know, and, and then with the, and as we go on, if we're going to build as a people. So, yeah. So I don't know if they're taking candidates or I don't know if they're taking nominations or whatever like that. But if you got an idea, send it on down there to them. I don't know if Hogan's going to like it, but we might adopt it as our city song, you know. What else is going good into the city? Well, I got something for you that went bad, and I don't know how it happened, but I ain't going to blame it on us. Johnson & Johnson messed up 15 million doses of the coronavirus vaccine. Can you believe that? Like, I'm just thinking, of like, what all were they trying to, like, did somebody be like, you know what we should put in here? Let's put some baby oil in here. And then they was like, no! I think they should give somebody else a chance, you know? Like, I wonder what Infamil or Similac would have done if they would have had a chance to make the vaccine. You know? Like, give Infamil a chance to make the vaccine. <laughs> My name is Ivan Martin. I love you, and I'll be seeing you soon. You can catch me on Instagram, on Facebook, at IvanMartin.com. Aaron Dante, I know you're doing great things out there, and I hope that you stay safe and continue to enjoy your day with this outstanding recording, brother. Thank you very much. No pics after dark. Love you. See you soon. Hopefully vaccinated peace visit your neighborhood sanctuary and do wellness for a luxurious experience for everybody treat yourself and a loved one with a massage facial or an entire day of pampering with our deluxe spa day packages that include lunch from the restaurant next door fire and rice for more information 
on booking or purchasing gift cards, visit their website at indowellness.com or call at 443-438-4048. They look forward to welcoming you and your loved ones to their beautiful new space at Soha Union, located at 4801 Harper Road, Suite 1. The next voice you'll hear is Miss Natasha Axelrod, lawyer, legal expert. What's going on, Miss Natasha? Thank you, Aaron. As always, so happy to be here. This week's Legal Minute, Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott recently announced he has joined Mayors for a Guaranteed Income. This is a national network of mayors and was started by the former mayor of Stockton, Michael Tubbs. What this means for Baltimore is that Mayor Scott has committed to starting a Guaranteed Income pilot program in Baltimore. This is to help increase economic security among low-income residents. These programs are seen as a way to possibly lift people out of poverty. And Mayors for a Guaranteed Income defines a guaranteed income as a monthly cash payment given directly to individuals. It is unconditional, which means there's no strings attached and no work requirements. And this is meant to supplement rather than replace an existing social safety net and can be used as a tool for racial and gender equity. So these programs at the local level, a number of mayors in cities have committed to pilot programs. This also looks to influence policy at the state and federal levels. And as for the first program in Stockton, it was successful. Independent researchers conducted a study of the period from February 2019 to February 2020 and found there was a rise in full-time employment. People spent the money on basic needs. Their well-being improved. Anxiety and depression decreased. It helped cover unexpected expenses. And so the first question that you usually get is, how are these programs going to be funded? And typically, they're funded privately. And the program in Baltimore is slated to launch in the fall. So sure, surely there'll be more to come on that, but that's this week's Legal Minute. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly sponsored by Maggie's Farm. Located at 4341 Hartford Road, Maggie's Farm offers a unique dining experience with delicious handcrafted cocktails and mouth-awarding cuisine from falafel to scallops and everyone's favorite honey sriracha cauliflower wings. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday and serving brunch Saturday 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with delectable chicken and waffles, shrimp and grits, biscuits and gravy, and more. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials as well. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. We are having an awesome show today. Something near and dear to my heart. You know, I always, I don't really talk about this, but uh, I've had several family members that have passed away cancer. And I had a good friend who reached out to me and said, hey, man, I'm doing something very special about cancer, you know, doing some fundraising for it. And nine times out of 10, when a friend reaches out to me, I'm like, that's cool, but uh, I, here, here's $100. I'm good. You know, I, you know, do whatever you want to do with that. I'm not going to get into anything. I'm not getting my hands dirty like that. He was like, man, I want you on my team. Man. I said, for what? Help, help raise awareness. I said, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. You know, I got to feel this team out. You know, he's calling from the, from the West coast. I'm on the East coast. I'm like, got all these people out there that you can call. I call me Aaron from Baltimore. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Jade 
Thank you for coming to the No Picks at the Podcast twice. Your second time on the show. What's up, brother? How you feeling? Second time. How you doing, brother? Good to, good to see you. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I'm so excited that we're going to talk about something that's really near and dear to your heart, my heart, and to most people that have been affected by cancer and things of that nature. So please tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself. You know, refresher, if they hadn't listened to the West Coast. A refresher, a refresher, a refresher course. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm originally from, you know, Hillside, New Jersey, right outside of Newark. I grew up in, you know, like an urban rough neighborhood, got a scholarship to one of the top private schools in Jersey, uh, leveraged that to get in, uh, into Syracuse, where I met you. We had some good times. <laughs> and then after that, uh, you know, spent a year in New York producing a show and then moved out to Hollywood to to do the Hollywood thing. And I worked in production for a while, um, survived through the strike and all of that wildness and, and moved over into development because that was really where I thought I could make an impact and, and uh, you know, have my voice heard and to sort of uplift uh, voices of color and people who were, you know, not being highlighted in the way they should. And so I did that and I've worked my way up. Folks, don't worry about that. That's my dog in the background giving the soundtrack. So go ahead. <laughs> Just a little extra soundtrack. Um, so I worked my way up and uh, now I'm at Lionsgate. I'm the director of current programming at Lionsgate. All right. So I'm going to tell you a little background about this brother right here, man. This guy, uh, he works hard. He's paid his dues. He's working hard out in L.A. I remember he was laid off many, many times. Laid off many times, but he was still going strong. And he never stopped working. He never stopped trying. Never stopped doing what he had to do. He always has eyes on the prize. So I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud of what you're doing, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, like like many places across the country we've seen over the last 10 or 15 years, mergers are reality, you know? And so when that happens, um, you know, sometimes your job doesn't exist, but you got to pick yourself up and keep going and know that you're doing, doing the right things and making the right moves. And then you wind up uh, somewhere even better, which is what happened to me, so... Um, I'm happy to be here and, and happy to have survived it all. <laughs> I, 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 people who you know are good people out there. I always believe that. I always believe that, man. So, please explain to us how you got involved with LLS and why it's so important to you. Yeah. So, how I got involved was uh, I had a friend, Lauren Rosenberg, who's an unscripted executive. She reached out to me and said, "Hey." I think you would be really great at this. Uh, there's a, you know, man slash woman of the year campaign that they do every year for fundraising. And specifically LLS is targeting this year, really trying to raise money to help black and brown cancer survivors. And there are a bunch of initiatives that they're launching and sort of um, really championing. Um, and we would like you to come on and do this. And for me, I love to help people in any way that I can um, all the time. And it was actually, I got asked, it was one of the busiest times of my life. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not sure. But it was also the other side of me was thinking, you know, sometimes you're called to do things. And I know, especially with the connections that I have and the access that I have, that I would really be able to make an impact. And so, you know, my, my personal life has been unfortunately heavily impacted by cancer. Um, you know, my paternal grandmother died of cancer before I was born. I had actually my, um, one of my friends who's in my Taekwondo class when I was seven, who was the first person I ever knew that died, unfortunately died of leukemia. I lost my wrestling coach to leukemia when I was 13. Um, my dad has had cancer. My grandmother has had cancer, numerous family and friends um, that we've lost. 
And so, you know, we look at this as sort of a problem that we exist with, and that doesn't have to be the case. If we had the money and the research, we could cure this and we could end cancer. You know, we spend, one of the things I talk about is that, you know, you look at the sort of billions of dollars a year that we spend on, you know, like defense, for instance, and not that we don't need it, right? But it's like, what if we took $5 billion of that and put it towards cancer research? Where are we losing more people? 73,000 African-Americans died of blood cancers just last year. It's just blood cancers. You know, you think about over a 10 year period, that's more people than we've lost in this whole pandemic, which has been like one of the worst events in human history. That's happening every 10 years just for blood cancer um, and the people that we're losing in the African-American community. That's not including everybody else. And so this really is an epidemic that's happening right now on the ground in our country. And we're not talking about it enough and we're not doing enough to support and help people um, and find a cure. Now, you got involved. You're like, I'm busy. I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. How do you assemble? I call them the Avengers of this. Of the, I call them the Avengers. <laughs> you set up the sound, you know, got the team together. What's your thought about when you're picking people, team members to work with you on this task? What, what, what qualities, what traits do they need to have that you think that would be all, all in when you were like, all right, I'm going to assemble the Avengers? Well, number one, I think it was, you know, it's like you, you got the Avengers and we're fighting this massive, massive problem. Right. And so if you're if you're worried about long odds or, you know, tough days, you can't come with us. You know, you got to be a go getter and being willing to put yourself out there. And I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, I, I came to you and I picked you is because, uh, you know, watching you build this brand and really sort of build this podcast literally up from hey, I got an idea, I want to do a podcast, you know, watching you do all this work. Again, you got a nine to five, you do other things, but making the time to um, spread awareness and really ride for the town of Baltimore. And the second reason that I wanted to talk to you was because one of the initiatives that LLS has engaged in is something called uh, Myeloma Link. And what that is, is it's a specific um, area of research and information targeted towards um, African-Americans, brown people, people, um, you know, that are in communities that are generally excluded from, um, you know, the inequities that we have in our healthcare system. And so, you know, for instance, African-Americans are twice as likely to uh, get myeloma versus Caucasian-Americans. Um, and they are also much, much, much less likely to receive equal care and help. And so by launching this, um, launching this project, which they've actually put into 13 different cities, 13 different communities, and one of them is Baltimore. And so I was like, oh, Aaron rides hard for Baltimore. So, you know, you came to mind immediately. And I was thinking that, you know, we could help raise money and, and though it will be national, a portion of it will be going right to your hometown. So that's why it made sense. Yeah, hey, again, brother, I appreciate that, um, that you uh, included me in part of this team. Uh, when again, when I'm telling my audience, I don't do a lot of things. Uh, I volunteer quietly. I move. I move quietly. I move silently. You might hear me a lot on the show, but I do a lot of things behind the scenes. And for me to be on this platform and help a good friend of mine, you know, we achieve these goals and getting money back into Baltimore because we're doing some national thing. I'm all about that. And yeah, 100%. you know, one thing I always tell people, my mom. If you listen to that episode, 
go back. She had cancer when I was in college, a senior year of college, folks. My mom didn't want to tell me that she had cancer. She wanted me to graduate. Didn't want me to default too close to the finish line. And I got it done. My dad still has cancer. Um, you know, fighting every day. Luckily, we have John Hopkins here. You know, it's a beautiful thing that he's still here. I'm fortunate to know that. You know, I've had good friends, parents who dad died from cancer. Uncles died from cancer. So this means a lot to me. And I want the listeners to understand that's why I would do something like this. It means a lot to me. And we all know as Americans and into wherever we are that cancer sucks and we need to do something about it. You know, and I really believe in this. So that's why I was like, I'm going to jump on a board and I want to use my platform for this. I really want my platform to jump out for something like this, giving back to giving back. That's what it's all about. And um, again, I appreciate you, brother, for uh, having me on this because I love I love being on part of this journey. And I appreciate having you, man. I've been on this like, again, I've been on teams. I'm listening to these people from L.A., Detroit, you know, uh, Jersey, Chicago, Iowa, Iowa. <laughs> And it's crazy because, you know, we all have one, we all have respect for one another and we all have the shared link of Jade, you know, and, you know, I always tell people when people invite, invite you to their friendship and whatnot, and you meet their friends, their friends are always a piece of them. So it's always a piece of them always that that's why they friends and whatnot. So I appreciate you doing that. So for the Baltimore audience, you know, I mean, we, we, we you're telling us about my Loma link and how it's happening in Baltimore. And, you know, it just, and I, like I did a little research and again, like you said, they're doing it here and, you know, whatever to save lives, that's what it's all about. And edu- right. That's what it's all about. Educating the audience. That's what it's all about to educate the audience and have them understand it. So like, yeah, right. Go ahead. I'll let you go. Just to, just to give you an example, you know, there are, there's a lot going on along with this that we don't know in terms of. Um, I think just as American citizens, what other citizens are going through, right? And there's a woman specifically that I'll bring up her story. Um, I learned of, her name's Sharon Clark. I learned of her story through the advocacy arm of LLS. And, you know, she's somebody that did everything the right way, you know, worked hard, had a family, had life savings, had a house, and she got sick. And that has turned her life completely upside down. And while, you know, she was, she was actively had cancer, went into remission, she's now had a relapse and, you know, she's from, she's from Oklahoma and she has insurance, like completely has insurance, but the cost of her treatment per month is thousands and thousands of dollars. It ranges, but it's thousands and thousands of dollars. It's like, that's not even thousands of thousands of dollars in LA money or New York city money or San Francisco money. She's in Oklahoma. So that's like, you can't imagine how much money that is that she's trying to find every month to keep her life-saving treatments going um, week to week, right? And so when LLS, luckily when LLS and other organizations like LLS have grants that she can apply for and get, she's good, she's covered. She's able to, you know, um, she has, she actually lives in Oklahoma, but I believe her, her, care, her care actually happens in Arkansas, which is like four and a half hours away. So she has to drive four and a half hours she spends three days there getting treatment and then comes back home and does that every week. But when LLS doesn't have the money, you know, she has friends and family who try and help out, but they have their own lives. They have their own responsibilities. She has to roll the dice 
on the treatment that's keeping her alive or she'll lose her house or she won't eat or she'll have to turn off her lights. And so she essentially skips the treatment at those points in time and hopes that it won't kill her. And I mean, that's, that's just not right. That's just not right. And that's, that's not something that should happen in one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Well, hold that message. We'll be right back at these messages. Okay. Hold that, hold that thought. No Picks After Dark podcast is sponsored by the Charm City Craft Mafia, Baltimore's best local craft fair, presenting Pile of Craft, a virtual craft show on the last Saturday of April, featuring handmade stationery, apparel, jewelry, ceramics, wall art, body care, small batch food gifts, and more. Crafted by makers in Baltimore and the region. Pile of Craft will be on April 24th, 2021. For more information, please go to charmcitycraftmafia.com. And on Instagram and Facebook at Charm City Craft Mafia. And we're back, folks. And uh, Mr. J was just telling us about Sharon from Oklahoma. And that story, man, that 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 makes my heart sad. That if she didn't have that access to money, she may not be here today. And to me, that's crazy. Why? I mean, insurance, but that's a whole different thing. Insurance is not covering that. You got to get, you know, all that money. But I'm thankful for LLS for jumping in and helping out and getting that, helping out that money with a financial burden. I mean, if, you know, by you doing this, what are you hoping to achieve? After, like, after I mean, what are you hoping to achieve? I'm really hoping to achieve to just push sort of all of the research and all of the help and information and advocacy that LLS does forward. Like one of the reasons that I teamed with LLS is that, you know, they deal specifically with blood cancers. The treatments for blood cancer, uh, 57 out of the last 61 uh, that were approved by the FDA have come from LLS. Right. And so they really are at the forefront of having an impact in terms of treatment, in terms of how uh, we're going to try and cure people. And so, you know, my goal is I'm going to raise $250,000 and that's going to help keep people like Sharon alive, you know, keep people that um, that otherwise who wouldn't have the means like they literally be gone to keep them alive. And so even though I'm super busy and, you know, at times I'm skipping sleep and feeling tired, I remind myself like, this is literally going to keep someone alive. This is literally going to save their life. This may be the bridge in enough time for them to get into remission and then have a cancer-free life the rest of their life. But if they don't have the money to you know, fill that gap where they can get that treatment and get it into remission, they're not gonna be here. They're not gonna make it. And so I'm trying to do everything I can to help those folks. What do you say to the folks who say, my money doesn't matter. Money doesn't, you know, I don't know where this money's going. It's just, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to give. I mean, because I don't know who's going to help. What do you say to those folks out there who, who are on the fence? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, listen to people like Sharon, man. You can't, that's not faked. You can't look somebody in the eyes when they're telling you, this saves my life on an ongoing basis. How do you tell somebody your money doesn't matter when they're telling you, this literally saves my life. You know what I mean? And I think that understanding what cancer patients are going through and what families are going through across the country, you know, and, and cancer don't care. Cancer don't care if you're rich. Cancer don't care if you're poor. Cancer don't care if you're black. Cancer don't care if you're Latino. 
doesn't care if you're white, it doesn't care. And so it affects so many of us and we don't have to live with it. We can cure it, but we have to be able to fund the research to the point where we can get it cured. Um, so, okay, so everything kicks off on April 5th, correct? April 5th. April 5th. Midnight West Coast time, right? First 12 a.m. 12 a.m. So, you know, what have you told to the people that are on your team, you know, going out here and just saying, hey, like, what is the mission? What's the common theme you've been expressing to the team members? The mission is just to, you know, reach out to as many people as you can and, and give awareness. Because I think, especially given the last year and what's happened in the pandemic and people being able to see the inequities in the healthcare system, and just the inequities and in, you know different people's lives. People actually want to help, but you got day to day. You got a job. You got kids. You got dogs. You got whatever side hustle you're doing. You know it's hard for you to necessarily know where do I give, who needs help, how can I find something that feels like I want to give to it. And so for us, we're filling that gap. We're saying, hey, here's an opportunity that has shown that there's great efficacy in it and that there's a lot of um, you know, research uh, backed by science and we've seen actual results in that. And then once we get to that point, now somebody goes, oh, okay, this is somewhere that I can give to. That's beautiful. And that, that, that's very poignant what you're saying. I mean, I'm, I haven't reached out to friends yet. Not, like I said, I have a good no books or dark podcast audience that really is passionate about the show and really they know that i don't take on any responsibilities unless i feel like it's near and dear to my heart and i really really am going to definitely you know put it out there my social media page for a whole couple ever like whatever it may be until until we done and then when it ends i'm keeping it up there and this is something i wholeheartedly believe in and i've seen too many of my people that I've known pass away. It doesn't matter, black, white, whatever you may be. I've seen too many people die of cancer. And we got to find something to cure out here. You know, it's not an infomercial. This is real life. You know, both my parents have had real cancer. You know, this is what it's all about. And, you know, people are like, you're going to talk about this? I'm like, yeah, because this opening itself, opening something up inside of me that I really don't talk about with anybody. I don't talk about. I'm my parents, you know, you hear my mom's story, but I don't talk about my dad as much, but it's a huge part of my life. And I know I have a lot of friends who don't have dads right now because of cancer. And, you know, I had uncles who had cancer, but they didn't want to go through the process. It was like, you know what? I don't want any, I, I've lived a good life. I don't need anybody sticking me with needles and things of that nature. And, you know, I always tell people, I really, I've heard, I heard about LLS, but I never really cared about it. And then when you get older, you're like, it does, it did, it did affect me. It, it really has in so many different ways. So again, listeners, I mean, this is really near and dear to my heart. Jade brought me on as a team member and I, and I appreciate it. And I want to do my part to, you know, help out and you know, hopefully we can find the cancer. I mean, I have mean, a cure, sorry, cure for cancer there. So um, what, what are some last things you want to throw, throw out there before any stats, any numbers that you know, for the all the Baltimore audience that's listening. And, you know, they're probably like, from LA, why does he want to talk about Baltimore? <laughs> like, you know, you know, Baltimore, we, we keep it real. We keep it, we, we keep it real. We see through the BS, but I believe in this. And I, that's why I have you had to have you on the show again, because I wanted you to tell the story 
because yeah, I think I think I think we've hit all the numbers. But again, this you know the my the myeloma link um, project that is specifically in communities of color, you know, and that's specifically Baltimore is one of only thirteen cities in the country that actually has this program um, that's offering, by the way, free research, free advocacy, free information. Um, and because part of what happens is we know that communities of color don't have the access to the information, right? So we get treatment late, number one. And then we also don't get equitable treatment once we go to get treated. And so this is really trying to specifically balance that out um, and support the communities. And that's why I said, you know, being you being from Baltimore and always riding hard from Baltimore, this made a lot of sense for you to come on the team because I know you're I know you're behind Baltimore 100 percent. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And I appreciate you coming on the show. I know, you know, it was hard for you to come on. But again, I'm glad you gave us 30 minutes of your time to drop these jewels and gems for my audience. And I, and I, I want my audience to, you know, follow up. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this show. Now, we have a part two coming up. This is only part one. Part one, right. Yeah, part two is coming out later this week. And I can't tell you who's on that, but you're going to have to wait and listen to part two. So, again, any last last words, Mr. Jade? Any last word for us? No, that's just it. Thank you for having me. And I think, you know, anybody out there listening, uh, you know, your dollars and your time and your awareness do count. It really does count. and And it can save somebody's life. So think about that. And if you're able to, please give. And again, I always tell people, check my link tree. Link is going to be there for the donations. Just check it out. You know, it, again, every little bit helps. And uh, again, I believe in this. I strongly believe. And again, we're in Baltimore where they have a clinic thing. I don't know link clinic. Come on. You know, and we always talking about walk the walk, talk the talk. Let's make it happen. So you can yeah. catch my link on my link tree. After this episode, it'll be in my Instagram, it'll be in Facebook. That's what you're going to hear. That's what it's all about. So again, I appreciate you kicking off the month of April on the No Picks of Dark podcast because after this month, I'm going on vacation. So uh, I appreciate you, brother. You know, we, we, we cold, you. We're cold in the East Coast. I know it's warm 80 out there and sunny. <laughs> you know, well, like I said, like Tony Tone Tone says, it never rains in Southern California. Is that right? The true story. That's a true story. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you, brother. Part two comes out on Tuesday. So tune in for part two, folks. And we have some special guests coming on to talk about LLS, all right, in the Mid-Atlantic region. Love, peace, and happiness.